Good morning, Anchor Church. I hope everyone's doing well this morning. Happy New Year. It's New Year's Day today. Um, glad you're you're tuning in with us. I hope your Christmas last week was awesome, a sweet time with your family. If you're our guest this morning, uh, tuning in, I just want to say welcome. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for worshiping with us this morning. Um, we are... Um, going to do um, just a, a, a standalone message today. We're not starting a series or continuing a series or anything like that. I just had a word I feel like uh, the Lord gave me to, to share with you all uh, today. And um, the title of my message today is is New Beginnings, right? It's pretty fitting for, for New Year's. Like uh, the idea of new beginnings is, is um, it's pretty, it's a pretty regular thing, uh, a pretty normal thing for this time of year. People think about starting over, you know, the whole New Year's resolutions thing. And so I just kind of want to look at what the scriptures have to tell us about new beginnings. But before I dive into the, the, the scriptures, before I, before I look at the word, I wanted to ask, have you ever seen or heard of the movie, The New Guy. The New Guy uh, came out, it was released in 2002, so it's 20 years old, and um, it's it's a movie about uh, a guy, uh, a high school boy, that he is like super nerdy, and uh, everyone picks on him, and um, he, he kind of is like the laughing stock of his school, and like life is just miserable for him. But then, like, his family moves and he goes to a new school, and he realizes, like, no one's gonna know me here. I can be whoever I want. I can reinvent myself. And so the the movie like goes through this process of him kind of becoming who he thinks everybody wants him to be and he ends up becoming this super popular like life of the party guy. Like it's 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 funny. Um uh just the the premise of it, but like it's it's intriguing at the same time. The idea of being able to just start over, the idea of being able to reinvent yourself. There's something really appealing about that idea of starting over, about um, having a fresh start, a new beginning. I mean, I, I mean, I would even, I would even venture to guess that as I was describing that movie, maybe you even kind of pictured yourself kind of in that situation, a new place, new people, kind of reinvent yourself. You get to be whoever you want. There's something really appealing about that to us. There's something really appealing about starting over, about about fresh starts. I mean, uh, like I said, New Year's resolutions, they're, they're huge this time of year, right? Like you may have even made a New Year's resolution. I know I've made New Year's resolu- resolutions before, trying to, trying to start things off, start the new year off on, a, on the right foot. So um, as I was preparing this message, I, was, I wondered, have you ever felt that way about your relationship with God? Have you ever felt like, man, I, I wish I could just start over. Man, I wish I could have a fresh start with God. I wish that I could reinvent myself. I wish I could be the, the man of God that I want to be. I wish I could be the woman of God that I want to be. Have you ever felt that way? I think a lot of people have felt that way, but sadly, I think most people think they can't. They can't start over. They can't have a fresh start that, that they've, they've gone too far. Or they've done too much and like, you know, like God, God will, won't forget my things, you know, like whatever we, we make these excuses up for why a fresh start new beginning isn't, isn't possible for us. But I want to look at the scriptures today and, and see just what, 
they have to tell us about new beginnings and just how possible they actually are. Before I look at the scriptures, though, let's pray. God, thank you for this day, this new year. Um, We just submit it to you, God, and we just ask for your blessing, first of all. We ask for your blessing on this this new year, um, 2023, and we just uh, ask for your favor, God, going forward. And, And today, God, I pray that you would speak to our hearts and you would open our hearts and we might respond to your word today. We love you, God. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Now, really quickly... I say this almost every Sunday when I preach. I try to preach from a perspective of there and then. What does that mean? It means when, uh, for us to understand the, the, how the Bible applies here and now, we have to understand what it meant there and then. To understand the words of the Bible, we have to understand the world of the Bible. And, and I'm a really big proponent of understanding what the, word, what, what the words mean, not just knowing what they say. Because a lot of people know what the, the Bible says. Not a lot of people understand what it means. And so um, there and then, I want to take you back to the Old Testament. I want to take you back to the Old Testament book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel was a prophet, and um, God used Ezekiel to deliver messages to Israel who was running away from God in, in sin. And I want to take you back to that time really quickly. The book of Ezekiel goes like this. The timeline of the book of Ezekiel goes like this. There's a warning of a coming judgment. There's God's presence leaving the temple, which is a huge deal, right? Like God's presence being in the temple was was a big deal because Israel wanted God to be near them. But because of their sin, he left. He left the temple. The incessant call to return back to God. That's, That's next in the book of Ezekiel. The fall of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, the holy city, the place where the temple uh, existed, it was, it was overtaken, it was captured, and, and it fell. This is the timeline of, of the book of Ezekiel in the Old Testament. And, and Israel and Judah have been captured by rival nations, and they've been taken into captivity, and it seems hopeless. It seems all is lost. And that's where we pick up in our scriptures today. If you have a Bible, you can open it up or you can turn it on to Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel chapter 37, we're going to start in verse 1. We're going to go all the way through verse 10. Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 1 says this, The Lord took hold of me, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. In scripture, the valley is, is a symbol. It's, it's used as a symbol. And, and this is a vision that God gave the prophet Ezekiel. And, and in the vision, immediately he's in a valley. And in, in scripture, a valley symbolized, um, it, it symbolized unclean worship. The valley symbolized um, a, a person or a people being at their lowest point. A valley symbolized death. 
So right away in this vision, it's already bleak because they're in the valley. They're, they're in the place of death. They're, they're in the place of, of uncleanness. It's, it's already started bleak. Um, and then he says that, that he sees bones scattered everywhere and they were completely dried out. What does that mean? Well, bones that are completely dried out means that they've been dead for a while. Those bones, they were completely dried out. They were probably dusty, dirty. They've been dead a long time. What's going on here? Ezekiel is seeing a vision from God, and this vision is, is about the people of Israel, and it's about their spiritual condition. It's, it's that they are spiritually dead because they've been living in their sin. They've been pursuing sin and not God. And they are spiritually dead, spiritually cut off, and they have been for a long time. That's what's going on here. Israel has been dead and all seems lost. They're, they're in captivity. The temple has been destroyed. Jerusalem has fallen. It looks hopeless. Let's keep reading. Verse 3. Then he asked me, Son of man, can these bones become living people again? O sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I spoke this message just as he told me. Suddenly, as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then I watched muscles and flesh formed over the bones. Then skin formed over to, or formed to cover the, their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to the winds, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath, from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. So I spoke the message as he commanded me. And breath came into their bodies, and they all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. This is a vision uh, about the people of God that God showed the prophet Ezekiel. And again, it was a vision to show the spiritual condition of Israel and Judah, spiritual condition of God's people. They were dead, and they had been dead for a long time. And I mean... Dead things don't come back to life, typically. But we see in this vision that God brought the bones together. And then once the bones were together, he wrapped them in, in muscles and tendons and, and all that stuff. And then, and then he wrapped it in skin. And then he breathed the, the breath of life into it and became alive again. A new beginning. When all seemed lost, when all hope seemed lost, God gave his people a new beginning. He gave his people a fresh start. That's the business that he's in. He's in the business of new beginnings. That's what he does. That's the God that we serve. That's the God that we worship. That's the God that we, we sing songs to. The God of new beginnings. Today is New Year's Day. And, and with New Year's comes that, a, a chance at new beginnings for us. Uh, and, and 
I mean, think, think about it. I mentioned it earlier, the resolutions. Like we all make resolutions or have or, or will make resolutions to, to do things, to, to have fresh starts. You know, I'm going to make a New Year's resolution to um, eat better. I'm going to make a New Year's resolution to exercise more. I'm going to make a New Year's resolution to um, read more books or whatever. We, we, we love the idea of starting over. It, it's appealing. And I, I believe that no matter where you're at in your relationship with God, today can be a day of new beginnings for you, whether, whether you know you need it or not, whether you believe you need it or not, today can be a, a day of new beginnings. Okay. Today, I want to talk about three things that we need to know about new beginnings with the Lord. Three, three things. It's, it's not going to be very long, so, so just stick with me. Three things we need to know about new beginnings, a fresh start with God. The first thing we need to know today is this. New beginnings with God are possible no matter how spiritually low you've gone. New beginnings with God are possible no matter how spiritually low you've gone. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says this, Therefore, if, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. This, uh, this Second Corinthians, this is a letter from the Apostle Paul, and I want to bring attention to something that he says. He says, Therefore, if anyone, anyone, now, in the original language, I've, I've talked about this before, that, that sometimes things get lost in translation and we don't understand fully what the original language is trying to communicate because we don't have the words in our language. In the original language, that word for anyone means this, anyone. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. It doesn't matter what they've done, what they've said, what they've thought. It doesn't matter where they've been. Anyone who is found in Jesus is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Anyone. It doesn't matter how spiritually low you've gone. You, how spiritually low you've gone. New beginnings are possible with God. If you're in Christ, you are brand new. Even, even if you believe that you are the worst of the worst of the worst, new beginnings are possible for you when you're found in Jesus. I, um, I have uh, an acquaintance uh, back in Nebraska. Uh, I lived in Omaha, Nebraska for a long time, and uh, I had a pastor acquaintance there. Uh, his name was Myron. And Myron, he's, he's awesome. He's a pastor of a church in, in North Omaha and um, just really passionate, passionate about Jesus. He's passionate about people knowing Jesus. He, he loves to share his faith and he loves to grow in, in his faith and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, just uh, kind of a quick side note, Myron, this is the type of guy he is. He challenged himself one day. This is probably, I don't know, 12, 13 years ago, this challenge. He challenged himself that every day for a month, he was going to go down to downtown Omaha every day and he was going to interact with strangers every day and share his faith, like witness to them. And he, his goal was to win at least one person to Jesus every single day for a month. Did I, did I mention that he did it every day? <laughs> every day for a month. This was his challenge. And, and like, I, I think he did it. Like, he's just so crazy, like, in love with Jesus, passionate about what Jesus did. But the crazy thing about Myron is Myron wasn't always that way. 
Myron, Myron wasn't always passionate about Jesus. Myron's story is kind of crazy. He, he grew up in a family that believed in God and tried to raise him to believe in God, but he just, he kind of wanted to go his own way. And Myron uh, ended up like getting really involved in, in street gangs and gang life. And, and he started dealing drugs and he started extorting people and it even got so intense and he got so, so far into it that he started killing people. This is true story. Um, and one day it all caught up with him and the police came and arrested him and he was charged with all those things. He was charged with murder and, you know, the dealing drugs and all that stuff. Like he, he was charged and he had his day in court and the judge sent him to prison and Myron went to prison for, he was going to be there forever. He was going to be there forever. And I'm listening to him tell the, tell this story and I'm blown away because I'm like, how, how, how in the world are you here right now? And he just, he told me that, um, he was so low. He was so low. He didn't know what else to do. He fell on his knees in his prison cell and he cried out to God, God. And this is, this is what he said. God, if you get me out of here, I will spend the rest of my life doing your work. If you get me out of here, I'll spend the rest of my life doing your work. And he prayed that every day for months. God, if you'll get me out of here, I will spend the rest of my life doing your work. Well, something ended up happening to where um, he was different. He was a different person. He became this model prisoner. And, um, and, and he actually started sharing his faith with other prisoners. He actually started leading those prisoners to Jesus. And he started this little Bible study within the prison and, and everybody took notice and, and he gained favor with the guards and the, the warden and all that stuff. And, and, uh, he ended up getting released. They, they released him and, and he didn't like ever have to go back and he was different and he was true to his word. He, he was true to his word. He, God got him out of there, and, and he is now spending his life doing God's work. And I just think that's an incredible picture of new beginnings. And it doesn't matter how far you, you've gone. It doesn't matter how low you are spiritually. You can always have a new beginning with God. New beginnings are always possible no matter how spiritually low you've gone. So that's the first thing we need to know about new beginnings today. They're possible even though you've gone really low. You, no matter how far you've gone, new beginnings are always possible. The second thing we need to know today about new beginnings is this. New beginnings with God must focus on the good news. New beginnings of God must focus on the good news of God. John chapter 1 verse 12 says this, but to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. The good news of God is that we are made right in the eyes of God by faith and faith alone from start to finish. That's the good news. The good news of God is that we are made righteous in his sight. We are saved by faith and faith alone from start to finish. That's, that's the good news. And, and, and we we get to have a fresh start when we say yes to that good news, when we accept that good news. When Jesus came and he died on the cross, he bought us back from the kingdom of darkness and he adopted us into his kingdom as his children. And that is a fresh start. Any, 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 uh, 
ch child of adoption would tell you that that is a fresh start. Getting getting adopted, getting getting to start with a new family, that's a fresh start. That's a new beginning. And we have that in Jesus when he bought us back from darkness and, and adopted us into his kingdom. Focusing on the good news, focusing on the gospel, when we truly do that, we can, we can have a real new beginning. We can have a, a, an actual fresh start when we truly focus on the good news of God, that, that we don't have to live in darkness anymore, that we get to be a part of the kingdom of God. We get to be heirs to the God of the universe. In the Old Testament book of Ezra, um, Israel is exiled in Babylon, and uh, the temple of the Lord and all of Jerusalem had been destroyed. Well, King Cyrus, he sent a remnant of Jews back to, back to Jerusalem to rebuild the city, to rebuild the temple, and when they arrived, they found a pile of rubble. They found a pile of rubble. They had to rebuild it all from scratch, and they started with the altar, they started with the altar. I want to read this to you. It's Ezra chapter 3, uh, verses 1 and 2. In early autumn, when the Israelites had settled in their towns, all the people assembled in Jerusalem with a unified purpose. Then Jeshua, son of Jehozadak, joined his fellow priests and Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, with his family in rebuilding the altar of the God of Israel. They wanted to sacrifice burnt offerings on it as instructed in the law. Why did they begin with the altar? Because if we want to draw near to God, we have a fundamental need for the forgiveness of our sins. If we want to be close to God, we have a fundamental need for the forgiveness of our sins. And, and if we want new beginnings in our relationship with God, if we want a new beginning um, on our journey with him, then we need to focus. We must focus on the good news that, that we are saved by grace through faith. So they started with building an altar. And, and that's significant because God designated the altar in the Old Testament um, as a, a, a place where somebody could bring offerings to become acceptable to him. That's, that's the language it uses, that, that somebody would bring an offering to then be acceptable before the Lord. And, and concerning the altar, God said this, I will meet you there. God's presence is at the altar. They didn't want to start rebuilding the city. They didn't want to start rebuilding the temple without God's presence there first. So they started with the altar so they could they could make sacrifices to God. They could worship him. That you have to focus on the good news of God. If you want a new beginning, if you want a fresh start, we have to focus on that good news. That good news being saved by grace through faith. That, that um, we're, we're saved by faith and faith alone from start to finish. That is the good news. And we want new beginnings. We have to focus on that. So the first thing we need to know about uh, new beginnings was that um, was new beginnings with God are possible no matter how spiritually low you've gone. The second thing is new beginnings with God must focus on the good news of God. And this is the final thing I want to talk about today. The final thing we need to know about new beginnings is this. New beginnings with God must focus on obedience to his word. 
New Beginnings with God must focus on obedience to his word. Psalm 119 verse 7 says this, As I learn your righteous regulations, I will thank you by living as I should. Going back to, to Israel in the, book of the, in the book of Ezra, how did they know to set up an altar? We read it in, in chapter 3, verse 2. As it is written in the law of Moses, it was written in God's word. It was a command in God's word. Hey, do this. And so they did it. Why did they observe the Feast of Booths? We can read in, in Ezra chapter 3, verse 4, as it is written and according to the ordinance... They weren't making this stuff up as they were going along. They weren't doing what they thought felt good. They, they, it had nothing to do with their feelings. It had nothing to do with what they'd seen other people do. It was in the word of God, and they were obeying the word of God. New beginnings must focus on obedience to the word of God. They didn't take a poll to find out what everybody thought was the right thing to do. They looked at the word of God. They read it. They obeyed it. Just like Israel, the standard we need to use to evaluate everything is, does this line up with Scripture? Is, is, does this properly glorify God? Notice I said properly. Does this properly glorify God according to his word? Does this promote holiness in God's people? These are the, the questions that we should ask ourselves when doing anything. These are the questions that we need to evaluate ourselves by. Does it line up with scripture? Does it glorify God properly? Does it um, make us more holy in line with his word? When it comes to how we should live, uh, live as God's people, we also must go to God's word and obey what he commands. We also must do what they did in Ezra, in the, in the Old Testament book of Ezra. God's moral commandments do not adapt to the changing morals of our societies. God's moral commandments do not adapt to the changing morals of society. He hasn't softened his views on our sexuality. He hasn't changed his mind about how we should treat each other. His standard is his word, and his word is unchanging. Listen to that. His standard is his word, and his word is unchanging. That means the standard is unchanging. If we want to know the standard of God, we have to read his word, and new beginnings come through obedience to the word of God. If we want new beginnings, we must focus on obedience to the word of God. I say, uh, I say this, we get to experience a true new beginning because obeying his word is all about denying ourselves and saying yes to him. Let me say that again. We get to experience a true new beginning because obeying his word is all about denying ourselves and saying yes to him. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 says this, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. In this chapter, uh, Jesus is predicting his death, and he's predicting the, the horrible things that he's going to suffer on his way to dying. 
and um, his disciple Peter hears this, and he doesn't. He he kind of reprimands Jesus. He's stop, stop saying this. Stop saying these things. Peter basically says, like, that's not going to happen to you. Not on my watch. Like that's that's basically what Peter's saying. And and this is what Jesus said. Like this is Jesus's response: is if you want to be my disciple, if you want if you want to be my follower, you have to give up your own way. You have to give up your own way and follow me, follow my standard. And remember, his standard is his word. If you want to be my follower, you want to be my disciple, you have to give up your own way and obey my word. I'm putting it in your own, in, I'm putting it in my own words right now. But that's essentially what Jesus is saying. Deny yourself and follow me. New beginning. New beginnings with God are possible no matter how spiritually low you've gone. New beginnings with God must focus on the good news of God. And new beginnings with God must focus on obedience to the word. God is in the business of fresh starts. God is in the business of new beginnings. That's what he does. If you need a a new beginning with the Lord, today is the day for that to happen for you. If you need a new beginning with the Lord, today is the day for that to happen to you. Not tomorrow, not next week, not maybe sometime in 2023, today. Today's, today's the day. In, in Romans chapter 1, the Apostle Paul va- makes it very clear that to be saved, to be made right in the eyes of God, all we have to do is have faith. Faith that, that he is who he says he is. And he's going to do everything he said he would do. The only thing a new beginning with God requires is you trusting him. That's, that's it. You want a new beginning with your relationship with God? Trust him in everything. I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills this month. Trust him. I don't know how this relationship is going to go. Trust him. New beginnings with God start with trust they're possible through trust that he is who he says he is and he's going to do everything he said he would do lamentations chapter 3 verse 22 and 23 say this the faithful love of the lord never ends his mercies never cease great is his faithfulness his mercies begin afresh each morning his mercies begin afresh each morning. The cool thing about new beginnings with God is this. If you're like me, you're going to mess up tomorrow. <laughs> You'll, if, this is how it'll go for me. I'll have a new fresh start today, and then tomorrow I'll mess it all up. If you're like me, that'll happen to you. But here's the cool thing. We don't have to wait for next year to start to to have a new beginning, to start over, to have a fresh start with God. We don't have to wait. His mercies are new every single morning. They're new towards you. They're new towards me every single morning. We can have a fresh start. We don't have to wait. We We don't have to wallow. We don't have to walk in guilt and shame. We can have a fresh start each and every day. That's the cool thing about the good news of God. That's the cool thing about God's grace and mercy and love. Every morning is a new morning. Every day is a new day with God. So this is what I want to do right now. I want to take a few moments 
and I want us to respond to the Spirit of God right here, right now. Um, just like we do on Sunday mornings, how we create space at the end of the message to, to respond to God's Spirit, whether that be through prayer or meditation or singing the song or, or whatever. H- however you need to respond, let's, let's not rush through this. Let's not rush off to the next thing. Let's, let's be fully present right here, right now, and let's respond to what the Spirit of God is doing in us. Uh, the worship team is going to lead us in a song, um, and afterwards I'll come back up and I'll pray and I'll dismiss us, but um, let's take a moment right now to respond. New beginnings, a fresh start with, with God. He wants that for you. He, he wants you to be able to live every day to its fullest. He wants you to to have a fresh start. He wants you to be able to wipe the slate clean. He wants that for you. Today, um, I have just a a few next steps for us to kind of take. And um, these next steps are just some some tangible things that we can do to take the message and try to apply it to our lives this week. So I have three next steps. The first next step is this. This week, I will pray and ask God to renew me and give me a fresh start. Remember, it's by faith and faith alone and trusting him. All you got to do is ask. All you got to do is is ask him and trust that he's going to take care of the rest. And, And a fresh start is yours. The second next step is this. This week, I will begin a new habit that will strengthen my relationship with the Lord. This new habit can be something like um, spending uh, a little bit of time every day in prayer. And and it doesn't have to be an extravagant thing like an hour or two hours in prayer. Start with five minutes where you set aside five minutes and you just get away, just you and God, where you just talk to him openly, honestly, or, or maybe it's, I'm going to read, I'm going to read the word every day, or, or maybe it's, I'm going to, I'm going to sing worship songs to him every day, something, start one new habit that's going to um, draw you closer to him. That's going to strengthen your relationship with him. And this is the last um, next step that I have for us today, this week. I'll invite a family member, a friend, a coworker, or a classmate to join me next week at church as we resume meeting in person. I can't think of a better gift. This season is, is about giving and, and we give gifts and that kind of thing. I can't think of a better gift than giving somebody the opportunity to encounter the love of God. And, and that's our goal, you know, when, when we meet is that we encounter the spirit of God, we encounter the love of God. And that's what I want for everybody. And so if you have friends or family or coworkers or whoever that they, they don't regularly attend church, invite them, bring them with you. Um, and, and let us, let us love on them. Let us, um, let us introduce them to, to Christ. Um, let me pray for you really quickly and um, we can we can be dismissed. God, we love you. We thank you um, for this day. We thank you for new beginnings, that, that new beginnings aren't just possible at the beginning of a calendar year, but new beginnings are possible every single day because your mercies are new every single morning. We just ask God for your provision. We ask for your grace and your mercy. Um, God, your blessing on this year. We pray for your favor in 2023, that you would bless Anchor Church. Um, Give us favor in the community. Give us favor with uh, community leaders, God, and and schools and and, uh, community officials. God, just 
give us favor in our community to reach the community with your love. And God, um, specifically, I pray that you give us favor um, in our search for uh, a permanent home. We, we um, are so grateful for the Boys and Girls Club and grateful that, that we are able to meet there, but we want a place that we can call home. And so God, I pray that you would give us favor in that area. I pray God that you would um, do a mighty work uh, like only you can in the area of provision when it comes to a building. We love you, God. We give you all the glory. And finally, may you trust the Lord for your new beginnings and unwavering provision. May you trust that his peace will watch over you as you step into a new beginning. And this year, may you rely on the riches of God's love and grace to provide for your physical, emotional, spiritual needs. Amen. Amen. Have a great day, everybody. Happy New Year.